He owns a love sack. Where is everybody sleeping? Exactly. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-giving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, we are grateful for you. We are very grateful for you. You guys are the best side dishes I have ever eaten. And you, Griff, you're the whole turkey. Mm. Kira, I'm away from you now, but it was so, so nice seeing you in New York um, for the like day that we spent together when I was there last week. Ugh. An absolute blast. Absolute blast. It was cool seeing your life and New York really showed up weather-wise for me. Like It just truly was a magical vantage point from, from an outsider's perspective. And I'm excited for you. And I'm so glad I got to get a taste. Thanks for having me in your little circle for a night. Uh- Oh, yeah, it was it was so fun. How was can you tell the listeners about your trip home, your trip back to the farm? I know this was maybe the second. So since we've started the podcast, this is the second time I visited the farm Um, before it was when I was going to Iceland and Norway. So it was very quick. But yeah, I got to spend about five days with my parents on their farm, which you all have heard about incessantly. But hopefully I give you guys a little snapshots into that. It's it's magical. Like, Going from New York City, where I was pre- I was being pretty active with you and a few other friends, to the farm was so well balanced. Um, catching up with my parents, uh, my dad had surgery on Friday, and that went very well. So just helping them prepare for that, and it just really gives me the recharge that I need to, I think, do well in a city like Los Angeles. So I'm very thankful to have that and them. And it was it was beautiful. The water was the the river looked beautiful, and saw some close friends and was cooked for. Uh, I couldn't ask for more. And you'll have to you'll have to visit us. My mom and dad, specifically my mom, because she's listening to Petty Crimes, is dying <laughs> to meet you or to like meet you properly. Yes, I would love that. And I've already said one million streams, we go to the farm. That has to happen. And, you know, we're so- like we're very steadily marching towards one million. You know, we'll, you know, share us, you know, review, rate, share, yeah. help us get to that one mil. <laughs> We're marching, but we'd love to be sprinting. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like if you're down to be like, here's a podcast I love on your Instagram stories or whatever. I mean, honestly, our word of mouth is great. We love you guys. No complaints here. Absolutely. You guys have done so, so much for us already. It is nice having, you know, what we do have right now. It's very intimate. Obviously, one day it'll be less intimate as we grow. But um, I'm enjoying the journey. And you guys have, sorry, y'all have been just so, so helpful with that. And hopefully that comes across in our, in our intention with you all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of thanks, thanks. Kira. Yeah. Speaking of thanks. The... <laughs> so we asked our listeners, our Instagram followers for a Thanksgiving themed episode, since this episode will be coming out just days before this year's Thanksgiving. And per usual, y'all have, you all have met the assignment. <laughs> so I will be presenting today's case. Thanksgiving themed. Kira will be listening, reviewing, rating. No, I'm kidding. Um, and she'll be she'll be make. Oh, she's got her pencil out. Uh, oh, and her notepad. <laughs> A dangerous combination. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one's this one's good. It's juicy, and I think at the end we'll have a very special criminal or minimal for everyone. So now, Grip, would you say that if this case were a turkey? Is this like a light meat? Is this a dark meat? Is this like 
a wing of a case? Is this a leg of a case? What are we talking? Oh, interesting. I'm going to say that this is a mixture of light and dark mm-hmm. on the plate. And I'm going to say it was taken from the breast because I've really not eaten any other part of a turkey. So I have no reference to other parts. Okay. Well, the breast is light meat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, although I did discover that dark meat is white way meat, more flavorful. Mm-hmm. Yep, which my mom and dad always told me. <laughs> and now, would you say this case is bone in or bone out? Um, I prefer bone in, but I think this case is bone out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to ask the listeners what they think, but yeah, I think so. Well, it's white then, meat, breast, bone in. <laughs> and then, <laughs> final no question. Sense. Would, yeah, would you say that this metaphor makes any sense for this case? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And, you know, I tried and sometimes I, I'm not batting 100. And let's, let's just begin. <laughs> All right. So the submitter of this crime's name, of course, is not this, but we're going to call him Zach. It occurred in 2021. So just last year, a recent crime, mm-hmm. considering the other ones we've done. <laughs> And those involved will be Zach and Dan, Zach's roommate. Got it. And and it begins. Pull up to the table, grab your napkin. Let's dig in. (laughs) He writes, this happened in 2021. My roommate, Dan, had been my best friend since college, which was six years ago. We previously lived together in in our last apartment for two years, so we were used to living together. After living in Western Massachusetts for some time, we both wanted to move out to Boston for better job opportunities, which I get. My first, we've talked about this. My first job was in just outside of Boston and I needed to move into the city to, at the time, have a better opportunity for myself. Hell yeah. Got it. Okay. Two 27-year-olds were in Western Mass. Now they're in Boston. Absolutely. Uh, And he continues, so we made a plan to get new jobs and to get an apartment together, which is funny because it's like you make a plan and, you know, sometimes easier to make a plan than to actually execute it. Yeah, but I am kind of obsessed with these two little cuties that are like, we want to move to the big city. You get a job. I get a job. Let's go to Boston, baby. Like, I like this little bro friendship. So far, so cute. So far, so cute. And I, I agree. I love when guys have this like this this friendship, this love for each other, and they want to go through this these moments in life together. I think they usually guys approach it a little like, oh, hey, uh, you want to be like roommates or something when we move? Yeah. When in reality, they're like, please, 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 I need to know someone in the city. I love you. <laughs> it's I, I I'm picturing that too. So it's really it's very cute. <laughs> Knowing the cost of rent was so high, preach. We wanted to time our move together so we could both live with someone we could trust and someone that we knew would be good for rent money. Yeah. I feel that. I've lived with a few people, especially my first apartment after college, who um, just struggled to make rent. Um, and these were strangers, and they not, were not reliable. I didn't know them. So I get why they'd want to live with someone they can trust. Mm, that's, a, that's a toughie. Ooh, yeah. Because you're like, I'm so sorry you're going... I'm so sorry that you like are rent insecure. That's so tough. But also... Uh, what the <laughs> what the hell do we do here? Yeah, for sure. Because I can't pay it. I budgeted for myself and you've got my empathy, but you got to get your ass out there and make some money, honey. Mm. Go to the corner. Now, <laughs> that is not an official endorsement by the Betty Crimes team. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll keep that to my private Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Dan is very forgetful and unaware of social cues and the things that happen around him. (laughs) Wait, sorry, can you say that again? (laughs) He goes, his roommate Dan. Now, Dan is very forgetful and unaware of social cues and the things that happen around him. (laughs) Okay. So he's a cute little aloof bird, I guess. Got it, got it, got it. When we moved, the added stress of everything took a toll on both of us, but especially on Dan. On top of being forgetful and unaware, Dan has very poor judgment when it comes to decision making. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, I don't think, I don't think Zach is roasting him. I think some people just are not good with certain things that other people are better at. And decision, I have plenty of friends that can't make a decision. And I have plenty of friends that forget. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's just the facts, honey. I mean, are we dealing with an unreliable narrator? Maybe. <laughs> but I think safe to say Dan's at least a little forgetful, a there... little bad at decision making. <laughs> yeah, we can assume a little. And there should be an asterisk under our like podcast page on Apple or whatever, where it's like asterisks told by unreliable narrators. <laughs> oh, yeah. If our podcast were to get categorized, I would put it underneath hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much hearsay. A great legal term, too. During the move, he would literally forget where he was slash what he was doing while driving. At one point, he even got us held up at gunpoint. Um, okay. (laughs) Very dramatic turn. (laughs) And that's the last turn. He doesn't, there's no explanation of what that is, but... At one point, yeah, got held up at gunpoint, I guess. Maybe took the wrong turn somewhere while moving and IDK. wow. But behind the wheel, they're in a car together and he forgot where he was and he forgot where he was going. And then somehow the situation escalated. That's what I assume. Literally, he just, he writes that. And then basically, if he were to write, he'd go, anyway, mid-October. Like, there's no explanation of that story. Okay, well, we'll categorize that under too much to unpack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too scary. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds like they're both okay or we wouldn't have this crime, but I'm sorry that happened to them. Yes, me too. And I'm so glad that you're okay and you are writing to us. <laughs> so I had to cut him off from making any moving-related decisions for both of our sakes. Makes okay. sense. Now, mid-October, only two months into our new apartment, Dan asked if it would be fine if his family came to visit for a few days for Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm-hmm. It would be his mom and his 14-year-old brother. And I had no problem with this as they both lived out of state, so he rarely got to see them, which is, yeah. you know, makes sense. Question, I guess, Kira, have... Actually, I'm going to hold that question and we're going to circle to Thanksgiving. Kira, what did Thanksgiving traditionally look like in your house growing up? Did you have relatives visiting from out of state? Were you hosting? Did you go somewhere? What did it look like for the O'Sullivan household? Great question. It was going somewhere where a thousand other O'Sullivans are. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) And that's what it'll be again this year. And I cannot wait. What is what is like the sound of a thousand O'Sullivans sound like? What does it look like? Is it a lot of extroverts, introverts? It's a lot of extroverts holding a big glass of red wine and it's dead silence when everyone starts eating. (laughs) Nice. The focus is real. (laughs) Um, It's no, it's, it's loud, lots of funny stories, not afraid to tell a story that we've already told before. It's Mm. um, I, I'm, I'm at like 
I reach, what is it like when you're, is it homeostasis or when you're like perfectly in equilibrium? Yep, exactly. Or like nirvana, homeostasis. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's That's where you get. (laughs) Um, What about you, Griff? What was your Thanksgiving? Ours were always smaller. It was more of like our immediate family. So my uh, two siblings, me, and then my parents. And then we'd always have maybe like a very close family friend, adult usually, join us as well. So it was pretty intimate. My mom and dad's, my dad's family is all based in Rhode Island. My mom's uh, is in Wisconsin and Texas and California and Oregon. So all over. So Mm -hmm. not as easy to gather people together just because of the geography. But I loved the more intimate experience with my parents. Um, My dad's an amazing cook. My mom tries. It was just nice. But it's probably a very different experience than the O'Sullivan Thanksgiving in that we hosted in our house and it was just usually the five or six of us. That's great. There's no no wrong way to do Thanksgiving. Agreed. And I love a Friendsgiving now that I'm not close to my parents anymore. So close <laughs> geographically. <laughs> I still love them. <laughs> okay. All right. He continues. He, and he was fine with that, he says. I asked him where they'd stay. And he told me that they found a hotel that they would be staying at for the duration of their visit. Nice. Yep. Makes sense. You don't have to worry about them being in your space. They've got it. They've got it handled. Around the time of this decision, so this would have been sometime in October, I was laid off from my brand new job due to budget cuts. Oh, no, that sucks. Yep. Um, I wonder what industry he worked into because my first job was in advertising and marketing and my it was very small. My boss was like, just so you know, if there are ever budget cuts, we are the first people to go. <laughs> it was one of the mm. first things she said to me. Yeah, that's, so that's kind rough. of a good boss, like to give you the give you the heads up. Like if you sense something coming, start applying. That's the subtext, I feel like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's not personal. It's literally safety. And we just talked about like, I need to make my rent. So if you're not going to provide me with that, I have to look elsewhere. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like this was kind of unexpected, which is really scary. And um, I've never lost a job like that, but I've definitely left you know, just personally left the job and had to kind of scramble to figure it out. Um, that was always by my own accord. So I can't imagine what the stress is like. Um, and he says he continues with it, but I feel for you. Yeah, totally. It was an incredibly stressful time, but I made it work so that I could still contribute my share of rent. I'm like raising Mm -hmm. my hand. Good for you, baby. Now, fast forwarding. It's the Thursday before Thanksgiving and it's the day that his family arrives. His mom was a total sweetheart and his younger brother, although spacey like Dan, was a good kid. (laughs) Runs in the family. I noticed his family had brought their luggage with them, but I figured they were just going to check into their hotel later and were making a pit stop. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Where could this be going? We schmoozed for a bit, but I had my first job interview in a month that upcoming Monday, and I had to prepare a portfolio and project in advance, mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, which is always, God. right? Have you ever had to interview and like prepare something like presentation-wise? I've had to put together uh, some pretty long, lengthy materials to get certain jobs, and yep. you put your whole heart into it. It sucks. Yeah, it does. I've been there before. And, you know, you're... Between jobs, you want to do well, so you you buckle down and make sure the presentation is is tight. And that's seemingly what our protagonist, Zach, is doing. Mm-hmm. So I excused myself and went to study for the night. Several hours later, 
I came out of my room and I saw his mother and brother standing in the hallway wearing their pajamas. Okay. <laughs> okay, me me thinks me thinks the hotel doesn't exist. <laughs> me thinks no either. <laughs> me thinks there is no hotel. <laughs> oh my gosh. My heart started pounding. Oh, now no. it's worth Yeah, poor kid. It's worth mentioning that on top of being stressed from my life and from my job search, I in general have major anxiety issues. My immediate thought was that his family was staying in our apartment, <laughs> which is what I would think too. Yeah, they're in the hallway in their jammies. In their jammies, yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are staying at your, there is no other reality. Yeah. So I immediately pulled Dan aside and confronted him saying, wait, you told me that your family was staying at a hotel. What are they doing in their pajamas? <laughs> he replied that he'd forgotten to tell me that he invited his family to stay at our apartment for two weeks <gasps> so that they wouldn't have to pay for a hotel room. <laughs> two weeks? Two weeks. What are your thoughts? Well, this feels like a time for me to come clean about something. <gasps> I, I think I've said this on the pod before, but when my parents come to visit Alex and I in LA, they st have stayed in our one bedroom apartment for a week. Okay. And so Alex and I stayed out in the living room on an air mattress and they stayed in our room and they will probably do the same thing when they come visit us in New York. My family mm -hmm. is like, we're, I don't know. We're just like, we're frugal poodles. We're like, mm -hmm. you've got an apartment where what's the whole point of visiting you is to visit you. We're going to stay with you. They, like my parents used to stay at my apartment in Boston when I had a roommate, but it was usually just for a night or two. And it was my best friend, Kelly, and they would like, buy a couple bottles of wine. It was like fun. It was all good. Everyone knew yeah. it was coming and knew it was happening. But I have <laughs> to say, I have been guilty in hosting family in a roommate situation. Fair enough. I guess my question for you, though, I mean, week one week versus two weeks is, I think, a very big difference. But then also you had warned your roommates that your family would be staying with you for the week, correct? Oh, yeah. Well in advance, knew it was coming. Everyone was, like, looking forward to it. It was, like, a fun thing. Yeah. And, like, you and I, Griff, we, like, our parents are, like, friends with our friends. Like, yeah. But oh, yeah. two weeks, two weeks. No warning, two weeks? No. Yeah, two weeks is a long time. I, I mean, we'll talk about this more in the verdicts, but two weeks, no warning. He had forgotten to tell him. Dan had forgotten, which he's already told us happens a lot. Dan's a forgetful little boy and uh yeah so he's in the hallway watching his parent his mom and his brother in their pajamas settling in and he continues he says i was genuinely speechless i was now about to have two new roommates in our already small apartment now oh, that's another who says on top of having a small place <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> on top of having a small place dan also doesn't own a real bed he owns a love sack where is everybody sleeping? Exactly. What's happening? <laughs> now he says a love sack is basically a fluffy beanbag chair. And I'm pretty sure I know, I'm pretty sure I know what that is. One of my best friends, Rachel, who I think listens, hi Rachel, had one in addition to having a bed. It was like more for the living room we lived in back in yeah. Boston. And it was a great option for when we were watching TV and having someone over 
to like sit there. And it also was like, if we had a little too much to drink or whatever, and they wanted to crash, it was a good option for that person unexpectedly crashing there. But it was by no means Rachel or my <laughs> like, like primary bed. No. Yeah. Yeah. Love sacks are not beds. <laughs> we have one small love seat in our living room, but that barely fits one person laying down. And I noticed his family hadn't brought sleeping bags. So exactly, Kira, like, where the hell are they going to sleep? What is happening? <laughs> yep. I was so upset at the situation that I literally couldn't sleep that night. And I left for my parents' place for the weekend as they only lived two hours away. Oh. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't suffer from uh, anxiety at a certain level, but I definitely, when I have something in my head, whether it's like a little tiff with a friend or something going on with work, I definitely find it obviously harder to fall asleep. So... I can understand that. Yeah, totally. And you're like, I'm sure he's like trying to get to sleep while also thinking this is unacceptable. How do I raise my voice? How do I not offend his mom and brother? Why the fuck didn't he tell me? <laughs> so yeah, many he feels he feels like betrayed. Yes. Oh, and again, he's it's at a really kind of um pressured time of his life. He's between jobs, he's going out for this one, he needs to focus, and it's like just he doesn't need this distraction. So I I get this. Yeah. My Monday, so he's at his parents' place two hours away. My Monday interview was in person, so I would need to return to the apartment, but I needed some space ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it turned out, however, that my mom had come down with COVID while I was staying with her. We learned this several days after I'd arrived at my parents' place. Ugh, COVID. Oh, no. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So now he's two hours away. He's probably out in Western Mass. He mm -hmm. needs to get back to the city for this interview. And now he fully can't because he's in a COVID household. <gasps> oh, no. He went to the interview? <laughs> I don't know about the interview, but so, oh, interesting point, Kira. I didn't think about that. Hold on. So after a full weekend spent around her, his mom, I was likely also contagious, but I still had to return because I had a lot of my work stuff still at the apartment. Uh, I messaged. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about this. We'll have to, this will be, this will be great verdict discussion. Okay. Um, Cause we're rounding home as we like to say. Um, <laughs> so I messaged Dan and told him I was likely infected and his family could either get a hotel room or potentially be exposed from me coming home and getting my materials. So an ultimatum, <laughs> which is a little helpful, I guess, <laughs> for his situation. But the COVID thing, we got to talk about. Mm, so Yeah. Yeah. His family ended up getting a hotel room, and I returned that Sunday. I ended up getting the job, thankfully. Interesting, Kira. I ended up getting mm. the job, thankfully, but I was facing the worst luck in my life up until that point. I had to, I had next to no money and I needed to do what was best for me. Oof, which also informs what we were just hinting at. I've, I've got thoughts on this. We're almost done. I felt bad for basically kicking his family out, but it wasn't their apartment and I would never have been all right with them staying for two full weeks as he intended. To this day, I don't know where they slept while they were there. <laughs> um, period. Well, yeah. happy Thanksgiving. I'm curious who you two think is guilty here. XOXO, Zachy Poo. Ooh, baby. This, this one escalated a little bit toward the end there. It's, 
You're totally right. And when I was prepping this episode, I didn't put together that his exposure not only obviously would potentially threaten Dan's family, obviously being at their apartment if he went back to get their his stuff for his job interview. But to your point, I think he's he clearly went to the job interview. Oh. I, I think so. I think our um, submitter here might have ex- kind of like skimmed over some some details there. Yeah, well, I think let's just like dive right into the verdicts because I think I think we'll 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 need the structure to help get through this seemingly and unexpectedly a complex case. So let's, let's start with let's start with Zach. Let's backtrack before he actually makes the decision to like come back to his place. Is Zach guilty for not speaking up the night that they arrived? And I wrote this because, you know, he, you know, went to his room. He obviously kind of had somewhat of an anxiety situation to deal with. And then he made the decision to leave instead of, you know, kind of pushing back on his mom and his brother staying there. So is he guilty for not speaking up? Or do you think that would have been too awkward? I don't think that Zach is guilty of that. He saw the suitcases, gave them the benefit of the doubt. There's no way you're staying here for two weeks without notifying me prior. I was uh, I'm, I'm assuming everything's above board. And then when he saw them in the jammies, he was like, I can't confront you. I don't know you. This is all too much. And he just mm-hmm. got out of Dodge. I, I say not, not criminal. I agree. And I think that's, if your parents are two hours away, it's nice, right? You're like, you're panicking. You're in a weird, you've been put in a weird situation. So you have the opportunity to remove yourself. I, w- I mean, I guess I could stay with a friend, but that'd be inconvenient for my friend. So it's nice that you had that escape. And then I probably would have, from the comfort of my parents' home, taken a breather, thought about it, and then crafted a text or a call to Dan being like, hey, listen, I'm happy for them to visit for X amount of time, but two weeks is unacceptable. Sorry, I couldn't say this in person. I just needed to gather my thoughts. Yep. Yep. Totally. All right. And this one's, I guess, a part two, like a two-part one, because we're Mm going to finish with Zach. Is Zach guilty for giving Dan's family the ultimatum of A, get a hotel room, or B, potentially get exposed to COVID since I might have been, since I've been probably exposed. Yes. I, I think telling the family that they need to get a hotel is warranted since he was operating under the standing. He agreed to them staying at a hotel. He thought they were just coming for Thanksgiving. He was gracious about that. Putting in the like COVID threat of it all to me is like, that shouldn't be part of it Mm -hmm. and also i'm reading between the lines here that zach was maybe traveling by train and back into boston and then exposing his roommate and yeah so i say guilty for giving that covid ultimatum fair enough and i guess to i mean sticking to this question yes like he could have asked dan to gather what materials he needed i'm sure dan would have struggled with that giving dan's profile but um (laughs) like taken it from my room and like put it outside because of, you know, my potential exposure. What brings us to an unexpected question that I overlooked that we must discuss. Is Zach guilty for continuing with the interview process, seemingly in person, what he said, while probably having been recently exposed and positive for COVID from his mom? Yes. Zach is guilty. Zach should have stayed put at his parents' house. They all should have been there quarantining together. I mean, I know it's tough, but like 
we're contextualizing this. This is 2021. Maybe it's peak COVID. He Mm -hmm. shouldn't have been like on the move, making threats, going to interviews. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's so weird being... You're right. We have to contextualize it and put ourselves back into 2021. With 2020, obviously, like full panic. What the hell is going on in this world that's going to end? 2021, still serious. I do feel like people started to myself included, get frustrated by the limitations that COVID presented them. And I guess to play devil's advocate with Zach, not having a job, being between jobs, having this interview coming up, you know, I'd like to say that I would have also reached out to that job's HR or contact or whomever I'm talking to, to let them know that I've been, co- you know, I've been exposed to COVID. But I also think him conveying how stressed and anxious he was being between jobs. I can't say that I would have fully done that um, because he's got next to no money. Like he said, he's, you know, struggling to, I assume, make rent at this point. So, you know, he has to do, he says that I had next to no money and I needed to do what was best for me. So I struggle with certain things as an artist that I probably shouldn't have done, but that if I hadn't done would have, rendered me um Mm. what's it called like exposed to pun intended exposed to danger it's like not being able to afford certain things and i know there was a lot of forgiveness with stuff like that but sorry long story short like i understand that 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 pressure to still attend this interview because you're thinking i might be positive i'm not going to test because i don't want to know but what i do know is that i need another job yeah i hear you and i agree i empathize still guilty Yep. Fair enough. You're making the ruling. And, you know, I, I also agree with that. It's, we can't say iconic, but guilty. That's not the right, uh, <laughs> that's not the right term for this. But no, yeah, I guess I'd be like, Zach, you are guilty for that. You know that. But then I'd sidebar with him and be like, you know, you got to get your coin and you got to, you got to survive. Obviously, that was not maybe the right decision, but I wonder if he got, he did get the job, I think he said. So yeah, he did. <sighs> Yeah, I'm yeah, but look, you're guilty. On paper, you are guilty. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move to I've got one for Dan, and then I've got one last one for two other people that were involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, is Dan guilty for forgetting to tell Zach that his family would be staying in their apartment for two fucking weeks? Yes. This falls out of the bounds of forgetfulness. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, no explanation like, needed. Just guilty. Guilty. Agreed. And we'll final, we'll close things out with is Dan's mom and brother guilty for accepting an offer like that in general? Oh, is it like, do we have enough information? I'm like, where's everybody sleeping? Right. We've got Um, one, one love seat. (laughs) We've got one love sack and we've got three. We've got Dan Dan mom and Dan brother. Where's yep. everybody sleeping? I, I don't think they're guilty for accepting an invitation. But what is happening? Mm. I, you, so you're the jury right now. Your verdict is what we will record and what will sentence them. So you're, <laughs> you're claiming they're innocent. That's fine. On my end, just, just to raise my little voice. I find them guilty and not specifically, I guess, Dan's brother, because he seems to be like just as an aloof kid as Dan, if not younger, Mm. for his mom. And to our discussion about, 
your instance of having your parents stay with you for a week. I also want that. But for me, I am one of the reasons my parents haven't visited LA is because A, I don't want them paying for a hotel, which are very expensive in LA. And B, I'd rather have a place myself that has, or to myself, period. Um, If I have a spare bedroom, great. I uh, will likely be in a studio as my next step, but I at least want the space to be mine and not to be shared with, you know, my roommate, Mike or whoever, so Mm. that they can take my bed and I can take the couch and I can, without guilt, let them stay for however long. But they also, I think my mom and dad would be like, hey, you can stay with me for two weeks. Um, We'll figure it out when you get here. My mom and dad, I know would be like, well, what does Mike think about that? And is two Mm -hmm. weeks too long for Mike? So I guess, and again, we don't have the context of that. We just have what's written. I find Dan's mom guilty for accepting a two-week invitation to stay at a at their young 20-year-old's apartment with a roommate. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Criminal and kooky. Criminal and kooky. <laughs> oh, this one was interesting. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about it for another half an hour, but we can't because... Because we have a little special thing to offer, criminal and minimal-wise, our listeners. So I hope you guys are ready for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to that, Kira. Uh, thanks, Griff, for presenting. And thanks, Zach and Dan, for submitting. You're guilty, but nobody's too guilty. I think everybody's everybody's great. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Kira line. <laughs> All right, as promised, and this time I did not forget to record them down, I reached out to our lovely Instagram followers for Thanksgiving-themed specific criminal or minimals, and the floodgates opened up. We got a lot of submissions, and I've curated a list for Kira and I to tick through. There's a fair amount of them, and what did we say we were going to give our, our, our listeners today? A cornucopia of criminal cuisine. <laughs> Oh, God. Completely, you know, and theme with Thanksgiving and so many people enjoy the feast and, you know, they indulge. Let's be a little indulgent on this criminal or minimal. And y'all have spoken. You like when we kind of talk about why we're ruling on certain ones. So we're going to do that. But we're going to give you more than you're used to because it's Thanksgiving and you're hungry. So let's kick things off. Submitted by Stella. Criminal or minimal. (laughs) Bringing frozen pizza to Thanksgiving. Excuse me, to Friendsgiving. Mm. Mm, criminal. I agree. Like, it's the one time of year that, like, making something, like, try, you know? Frozen pizza's like, I didn't try at all. At least try a little. Yeah. Even if it's chips and dip, frozen pizza's just weird. Totally. Totally. And it's like, yeah, it's not on theme with general food of Thanksgiving, not to shame everyone's choices of food, but yeah, it's, I chips and dip would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Submitted by Carolyn, bringing a dish that requires cooking or assembly with no warning to the Thanksgiving hosts, criminal <laughs> or minimal. I really like this one. Um, <laughs> oh. On one end, I understand that certain dishes, if you like find if you finish it at home and then you commute to your like the house that you're that's hosting, eh, maybe it won't be like as pristine and servable. But without warning is the caveat here. So I'm going to say criminal. Because ovens are only so big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you agree? I agree. I agree. Oh, <laughs> submitted by Addison. We had a few of uh, of these, but we chose Addison's name to shout out. 
Criminal or minimal, not eating turkey on Thanksgiving. Minimal, no explanation needed. Yeah. Submitted by Sarah, taking the last roll after your cousin has talked for 15 minutes about <laughs> wanting it. Criminal or minimal? I think minimal. And I think things like these are what makes Thanksgiving dinners so fun. It's like a little argument can start from this. And I just will, I will be at the table eating my bread, watching the drama unfold. <laughs> And can I say who I would say the cousin is guilty for talking for 15 minutes about wanting a roll. Just save your breath and pick up the roll and start yeah. eating it. What do you mean 15 minutes? Why are you still talking? Yeah, that's so weird. Save your breath, baby. Reach for it. Oh, I love that one. Let's see. Submitted by several people. We had several submissions of this. Criminal or minimal? Canned cranberry sauce. Minimal, and I toss it to you for my reasoning. Well, what do you think, criminal or minimal? I think I think minimal too. Yep. This is a great example of a staple Thanksgiving uh, item, be it like cranberry sauce, gravy, stuffing. Where if you come up as a kid eating canned cranberry sauce, then the homemade like gourmet cranberry sauce is not your cup of tea. I grew up with the homemade cranberry sauce, so I like that better than the gel gelatinous canned kind, which I find to be pretty disgusting. But I've learned, <laughs> I've learned that it's part of your tradition, whether like box stuffing versus like homemade stuffing, canned sauce versus not. It has a place on the table, and I don't want to highbrow shame something. To each their own. To each their own. Criminal. Oh, yeah, criminal. <laughs> You say criminal. <laughs> you going to each their own oh. is criminal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just feel my oats sometimes. <laughs> Your turn. No, it's not. I just did the canned cranberry sauce. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I said submitted by several. Oh, sorry. I fucked up. Editors, please edit this out. No, editors, keep this in. Keep this in <laughs> or I'll find you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was staring at you. Okay. Um, it happens a lot. Submitted by Maggie and Taylor, decorating your Christmas, decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Mm. And I will say Maggie and Taylor hosted me while I was in Boston and we talked about this and their beautiful Back Bay brownstone. Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, I'm going to say criminal. Mm -hmm. I just think, just like be patient. Like you're going to have a full month or I guess a little under, oh man, I don't know. I could go back and forth on this. I'm going to say minimal, actually. I'm, I'm revoking. Minimal. <gasps> yep. You're wrong. <laughs> you think criminal? Yeah. There's such thing as Thanksgiving decor, and it should be <sighs> celebrated. Shit, you're so right. Ugh, I'm a, I'm a swing voter on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the Colorado of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mountains included. All right. Ooh, submitted by Steffi, sneaking, criminal or minimal, sneaking drinks with your cool cousins at a dry Thanksgiving dinner. Minimal, baby. Yeah. Dry Thanksgiving dinner. Gosh. Only the turkey should be dry. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> submitted by Katie, bringing healthy alternative side dishes like mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes. Criminal or minimal? Um, I'm going to say minimal if there's warning, because if I'm hosting and you were like, I'm going to bring, we'll say mashed cauliflower, 
I'm also just going to have the option of mashed potatoes because it's, again, a staple. And like whoever wants the cauliflower, go for it. But I want to have the traditional option as well. But I don't ever find alternative health options criminal. It's just I don't want that to be unexpectedly the only option. Yeah. <laughs> Submitted by Marina. Criminal or minimal, dropping the pie on the ground, but it's too late to make slash get another one. So you bring it anyway and you don't tell anyone. This is so bad. I say minimal. You worked say- you worked so hard and you made a pie and then you dropped it. I'm like, it'll never show on a trotting horse. Just bring <laughs> that pie, baby. We haven't heard that saying in a long time. That was that gave me life. I agree, Kira. Unless you're dropping it like on the New York City subway floor, um, I think people are a little bit too like just per, uh, what's it called Precious. uptight about things. Yeah. Exactly hitting the floor. Like your floor is eh, not the cleanest of spaces, but it's not super super dirty if you're cleaning your house or doing something uh, routine wise. So I completely agree, and you worked hard on it. And if they don't mm-hmm. know, <laughs> <laughs> um, submitted by Hannah. Not inviting a friend to dinner because they would be the only single person there, criminal or minimal. <laughs> oh, God, this hits home. I think criminal. I think let them let them decide whether or not they want to eighth wheel it with a few other couples. Um, or I should say, I guess, ninth wheel it. That's the odd number. Hey, maybe there's a thruple. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Kira. Yeah, I'm going to say criminal because you're assuming they don't want that. Let them make the decision. Hell yeah. And then last one, I'm going to submit it by Lucas. Saying happy turkey day instead of happy Thanksgiving, I'm assuming. Criminal (laughs) or minimal? Um, (laughs) Minimal? (laughs) I... I guess I don't like I'm like minimal in the sense that I don't give a shit, but (laughs) I'm not crazy about it. I don't know. What do you think? I'm just going to say criminal. That's my like gut instinct. (laughs) I think for and what maybe we'll end on a sincere note. Like I think Thanksgiving, I know that the history of it is obviously very uh, rot, rot and needs more discussion. And but I think. I choose to see the day as like, I'm giving thanks. Literally, it's in the name. So even, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to get political and saying happy Thanksgiving, but I think the intention of saying like, happy Thanksgiving is like, I'm thankful for something and I'm thankful for Mm. interacting with you. I think happy Turkey Day is kind of A, assuming everyone likes turkey, which I'm not a huge fan of. And B, it's, you know, it's a little like jokey. And I don't Mm. like jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Then explain to me why you are one. Oh. <laughs> oh god yeah my adoption papers oh. <laughs> oh happy turkey day oh happy thanksgiving kira i'm very thankful love, for you i'm thankful for you love you love everybody till next week stay petty stay petty love you 